0: How am I supposed to help support and take care of other people when I can't even take care of my own mental health? Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a full time mental health therapist, online anxiety coach and founder of Team Therapeutic Fitness. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. If you work in a helping profession in any capacity of the word, this is the episode for you because you're already here. You're already listening and subscribed to this podcast because you have some struggles with your mental health. And so today, we are going to be talking about what does that look like to be in a helping role and have struggles ourselves. Are you ready? Let's do this. This topic, today's topic is literally where my idea for the Anxious Therapist brand came from. And the anxious therapist was an idea long before this podcast existed because I could not get over the fact that I was working in the mental health field. I was working as a therapist, rocking an anxiety disorder. And I felt like such a hypocrite. Like, who am I to teach you how to deal with what's going on in your life when? I'm a basket case, right? That is what I had told myself. That was the story that I created in my brain. And it was on a loop, you know? And so that is where the idea came from. It's a, what is that called? An oxymoron, right? To like be an anxious therapist. And so I created it. It birthed the the podcast, which has completely blown my mind. You guys have blown my mind. And become a really wonderful space, a safe community where we can come together a couple times a week and connect, have deep conversations, talk about things that nobody else is talking about. And that is what this is all about. And so with today's episode, I want to know if you are in a helping profession, whatever capacity that may look like for you. Because if you are, we need to have a heart-to-heart for a second. You are not a hypocrite. Okay? And I always make this joke because my my clients, uh, my adult clients who are working in an addiction program, they are, you know, working through the 12 steps of AA. They're going to meetings. They're, you know, in group therapy and then individual therapy with myself. And... They have called me this new name, which I wasn't aware was a thing, Uh, and they call me a normie because they know I'm not in recovery, and that's something that, you know, I chose to share with them that I am not, I do not identify as an addict, you know, despite what you guys know about my history of substance use, the fact that I was able to regulate and manage on my own does, means that I'm not an addict, okay, and so I do not say that I'm in recovery I let them know no I am not in recovery and so they look at me they look at the way I dress they know I'm about to get married and rock in my life as a therapist that's the extent of what they know about my life and so they call me a normie because apparently I am more (laughs) normal than they understand and so I found it super cute. It was really funny, you know, and one, I had one client who looked at me and said, I can tell you're a normie by the way that you dress. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm going to lose sleep over that. Cause I don't know what the fuck that means, but thank you. I don't know. Uh, and so it's this idea that they are addicts. I'm a normie. Okay. And so they don't hold that against me. It's nothing negative because I'm there to help with their mental health and they trust me to do that. And they think that I don't fully understand their addiction, which I probably don't. And so this term came up and it got me thinking, I'm a normie, okay? Wow. <laughs> because I think I've, I've been pretty fucked up <laughs> a lot of my life. And so for someone else <clears throat> to look at me and say, you're a normie, that really got the gears going. But I want you to think about this. This harsh term that I've kind of come up with that fucked up people want to help other fucked up people. Okay. So the catalyst event in my life that led me to wanting to become a therapist was the fact that I had suffered major loss and needed to see my own therapist. And that event made me think, I could do this, right? I could be a therapist. And I've believed that ever since I was 12 years old. And so I don't think that those of us who go into helping professions have had smooth, easy, non-traumatic lives. I just don't think so. You know, all of my therapist friends, we've been through some shit. And most of us have seen our own therapists at some point. And so I think it's this idea that we understand the pain, we get where these people are coming from, we have that empathy because we've felt it in our own experience, and so we want to help make the lives of the people around us better, healthier, right? We want to bring wellness to them. And so if that's resonating with you, if you're like, man, I've never really thought about it, but yeah, I guess I went into a helping profession because I didn't want, you know, somebody to have to experience things the way I had to. Think about the greatest advocates. Think about people who have been through something and then create an amazing cause because of it. So think about somebody who was wronged by the healthcare system. And then they go on to make a foundation that now supports that so that it doesn't happen for other people. Think about a young baby, for example, who passes away from something traumatic and unknown. And now their family spends the rest of their lives bringing awareness, creating this foundation, this entire group of people to fundraise and have events and stuff so that people can learn about that and it doesn't have to happen to another family, right? So that's a really tangible example of something horrific happening and then taking it and acting upon it so that somebody else doesn't have to experience that pain. And that is what I fucking love about humans. You know, we can be so spiteful. We can be so get caught in this comparison where, you know, like, um, for example, think about forgiving student debt and loans. If that becomes a thing for the future, I will be so ecstatic for younger generations. But there are people out there, and it might be some of you who will be angry and upset because you didn't get that. Let's Try to be excited and happy for what we had to work for so that others could have better. Does that make sense? Like, I'm willing to be the person who paves a path so that everyone behind me has an easier time walking down the road. I'll cut through the brush, you know, I'll chop down trees, I'll smooth over any bumps in the road, if that means that you can follow behind and have a little bit of an easier time. And I want you to think about that idea. Because you're in a helping profession. And that's what you're doing in your job. But that is also true about life. Okay, that's true about this platform. I have decided to share my story to be raw, and real and relatable. Because someone has to someone has to start that path. And everyone listening to this, every time an episode resonates with you and you're like, yes, girl, preach it, sister. You're talking to my soul. I just paved the path for us so that we could start having these conversations and talking about these difficult things. That is what we do in our helping professions. We create space for people to exist in this cruel and hurtful and scary world. And all we're trying to do is make it a little bit easier for them. So now that you know why you're in a helping profession, you probably have connected the dots and went, wow, yeah, that happened to me. That was the catalyst. That launched me into the position that I'm in right now. And I love it, right? I used something that happened to me and I made it into something really great. So we've identified that. But how do we successfully work and live in a world where we are in a helping role, but we have our own shit. Okay. So how do we balance that? And I got to just come at your life for a second and tell you, stop pouring from an empty fucking cup. You're sitting there just holding it upside down beating the shit out of it, waiting for that last drop. Like, I can give it, I can give this last drop to you. Let me just, I know there's some more in there. You're going about it backwards. It's this idea that the busier we are, the more fulfilled we must be, the more successful we must be. And it's not true. You, staying so busy, working 80 hours a week, man, some of you on my timeline, I'm like, whoa, what, what are you doing? Okay. You guys, I intentionally only work four days out of the week as a mental health therapist. I only work Monday through Thursday. And maybe you think that that's selfish. Maybe you think there are people out there who need me on Fridays, but that is how I refuel I clean my house on Fridays. I run my errands on Fridays. I take baths on Fridays. I journal on Fridays. I create new programs on Fridays. I record podcast episodes on Fridays. I spend time with family and friends on Fridays. And if I weren't doing that, that's when burnout happens. That's when we start resenting our role in the helping profession. That's when we don't wanna do it anymore. That's when we start looking for jobs at McDonald's because we can't take the emotional weight of being in a helping role. And so we're like, man, I just want to do something mindless. I just want to go work at a fast food chain, hand people their food, and then clock out for the day and not have to think about my job anymore. Okay? If you're feeling that way, you're pouring from an empty cup. You don't have a drop left to give other people. Because you think you are so brave and mighty. You think that you're so strong because you can just go, 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 you know, you can just pour into people all the time. You never have to slow down, but now it's catching up to you and you're exhausted, just tired. You're not sleeping at night, even though, man, all you want is to just close your eyes and just like shut it all out for a little bit. But even in sleep, you can't get peace. You're dreaming about work. You're having nightmares because your cup is so empty. When was the last time you went out with your friends and did something for, just for fun? When was the last time you walked through Target mindlessly and not on a fucking mission like getting that loaf of bread was the last one on earth? You know, you're racing through life. And you're not trying to slow down. Because when we slow down, our feelings catch up with us. Our emotions catch up with us. And then we finally have to face them. We finally have to go, wow, I'm not fucking happy. And I'm really angry. I'm not sure why. Starting to resent my job, my partner, this life that I've... I worked so fucking hard to get here and now I don't want any of it. But that's temporary. Temporary run your glass so empty you're driving around on e you got nothing left to give you're you're burning fumes and so you got to figure out what the fuck you're gonna do to fill that cup back up you are meant to be in this helping profession if your life path led you here i truly believe you're meant to be in it and you can find it so fulfilling And it can be your life's work and passion, but not if your cup is empty. So you got to sit down and take a long, hard look in the mirror and go, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do to address my needs and take care of me first? No more. It's not, it's not brave and inspiring and, you know, so great of you to put yourself on the back burner. Fuck that. It is 2020. We know better. So we're doing better. That we're, I would rather give my full self to the people around me because I took the time to put me first, right? I took almost two weeks off of work, two weeks away from my clients because I needed time. I wanted to be at home with my family for the holidays. And I needed time to sleep in and sit around my Christmas tree, and do what was best for me, so that I wasn't sitting at work going, I don't want to fucking be here, and half there with my clients who need my full attention, and they deserve it, so it's not super inspiring when you burn yourself out, and you work super fucking hard, and you go, well, you you know, everyone's asking, how you doing, you know, how's the work going, and you're like, yeah, it's great. You know, it's awesome. I love it. I'm just like, I work, you know, 50, 60 hours a week and I'm not sleeping great and you know, whatever, but you are doing the people you work with, your clients, your patients, your whoever, your customers, a disservice because you are giving them half of you, a quarter of you, You're not fully present. If you sit at work every day and all you can think about is going home, going to bed, getting in the shower, eating, right? Something is wrong. And that is on you to address that. That is on you to take a fucking day off. Listen, I know we've talked about this before. But your job would replace you tomorrow if you didn't show up. Okay? So stop killing yourself. For someone who's not looking out for you. You get to do this life once. No more. Move the fuck up to the front burner and start taking care of yourself. And this doesn't just happen by taking a day off. I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to lay in bed all day. I'm going to watch Netflix. No, that's not what the fuck I'm talking about, you guys. This is intentional hard work. Okay, all right, 2020, I see you. What, what pain, what hurt, what traumas did we experience in 2019 that we got to address so that we can free ourselves from the weight of it in 2020? I'm talking about journaling. I'm talking about seeing a therapist. I'm talking about enrolling in that coaching program that you've been thinking about with the anxious therapist because you fucking love her. That's what I'm talking about. Whatever it looks like for you, Stop with the surface-level bullshit. Man, if I could just get eight hours of sleep, you know, that's gracious. What if I could just get seven hours of sleep, then I'd feel good? Homegirl, you are not going to catch up on sleep. That's not what this is. You are burnt the fuck out. You're tired. But not in the sense that you're thinking. Right? You're emotionally, mentally drained from carrying around the weight Because you are pouring into work and you think that's so noble but it's costing you your fucking life. You are in a helping profession because you're meant to be here to provide for others to fill this gap and create community and support for the people around us who need it so much. And I'm proud of you for that. Being in a helping profession is something to be so proud of. But what's it all for if at the end of the day you're miserable, you're exhausted, and you end up resenting your job? You end up resenting the people that you work with, you end up resenting your bosses, supervisors, other coworkers then what's it all for? So you need to have that difficult conversation and go, I get one shot at this, this life. What am I going to do to take care of myself first so that when I'm at work, I can be so fully present? You know, the second I'm sitting with a client and I start thinking about my dinner, I go, whoa, what's going on? Okay, little mental check-in. Was it something they said? You know, am I resonating with what they just said? So my my brain automatically went shut it down. Or am I not, have I not been taking care of myself? Do I need to go home and journal because maybe I'm I'm holding on to this. I'm holding holding on to something here that struck a chord with me. So I gotta I gotta work through something on my own. All right, okay. Maybe I'm gonna pull out my anxious therapist workbook and do a little digging here because something's not right. So stop ignoring those red flags for burnout, that something is wrong, and actually address them. If you want to remain in a helping profession and enjoy your life, we spend so much of our life at work, we may as well enjoy it. If you want to, then you need to start noticing those red flags and then taking action. It's one thing to notice them. Be like, oh yeah, well that happened today. Uh, Whatever. Don't have time to address it. You gotta fucking make time. Okay? No more playing dumb. Because you're fucking smart. You're noticing. Now it's time to take what we're talking about here and put it into action in your life. Woo! If you are in a helping profession, I came at your fucking life today. As much as I would love to apologize, I know you needed to hear this message. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for being who you are. I'm so proud of you for allowing us to spend this time, have this space together, and challenge how things have been going so that your life can be even better. I love you guys so much. I value this time that we get to spend together more than you will ever understand. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode.